Welcome to Asbury Pod. This week we talked to Asbury Park Council person Yvonne Clayton. Born in Asbury Park, Yvonne is a proud graduate of the Asbury Park High School who went on to a long corporate career in New York City and returned to Asbury Park in 2011. We talked to Yvonne about her life, her return to Asbury Park, new Asbury versus old Asbury with some detours through Cirque du Soleil, which I can't pronounce, and World Championship Dragon Boat Racing. Welcome, Yvonne. The matters addressed in this podcast represent my own personal views and opinions concerning issues affecting the citizens of Asbury Park in my capacity as the Deputy Mayor of the City of Asbury Park. They do not necessarily represent the official position of the city or the official position of the Asbury Park City Council as a whole. I am developing and implementing this podcast in an effort to keep citizens informed. However, this is not an official City of Asbury Park podcast and does not, and I repeat, does not represent the official position of the city or the governing body. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Asbury Pod. This is Amy Quinn. I'm Joe Walsh. Um, unpaid intern Ed is in the back. Unpaid intern Ed. Waving. Do we not have a mic? You know, Jen Souter said, do we have a mic? I said, she, so Jen Souter sent me a text saying, I said I would have you on the show, Jen, with Yvonne, because we're going to talk about AP Amp. And I should also say our guest today is Councilwoman Yvonne Clayton. Good morning. There we go. Mm, so. Welcome. So Souter was, I said, we're going to, of course, talk about AP AMP and, and, of, and all the amazing things that you're doing. And we would have had you on, but we don't have a mic. No, we do. We have a fourth. So we just don't let unpaid intern oh. Ed, Ed have access to a mic. He oh. just... No, he's power mad. Okay. <laughs> I, I kept saying we don't have a mic because, no. of course, if we had... I can read you my text to her, which is, of course, if we had a mic, we would put Ed on. Oh, no. 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 Yeah. Sorry, Ed. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. No, we have we absolutely have a fourth mic. We can totally do an Asbury amp with four people and okay. and because um, Jen Souter offered us her extra mics. Yeah. No, we have them. In fact, we could have two people sitting at a mic. Like if we wanted to have the whole Asbury amp crew, oh, we could have two people at each mic as long as they just leaned in when they were talking. There wouldn't oh. be a problem. All right. Well, maybe. But there are maybe five we'll do of that us. Over the well, one person's <laughs> SOL. Should add a luck. <laughs> <laughs> Who do you guys like least? <laughs> <laughs> it's February 1st, um, and how was your week, Joe? It was good. Uh, this is the um, we had a very busy week, right? So I look forward to these, but you know, I, I didn't get home before 7 o'clock any day this week. You said that yeah. in the episode before, Joe. You, That's th- true. We couldn't have come up with I couldn't a more something. interesting yeah. story than that yeah. for well, our second uh, yeah. podcast today. So pretend you didn't hear last uh, the previous episode. Um, but you know, to be honest, it's like that most of the time. That's why I don't respond to those Gmail, like a lot of the Gmail threads I'll, I'll get to like at eight, eight o'clock on, on Friday because of the first Well, time I think la- late last night you were sending me questions you were going to ask and I was like, if he thinks I'm printing this shit out, I'm not, <laughs> no. I'm printing this shit out. Yeah. I have been listening to podcasts because I'm always trying to improve this one because I'm hoping NPR is going to one day throw me buckets of money and I can quit my job and be a podcaster and make lots and lots of money mm-hmm. be very, very famous well, in yeah, a good way. That's what everyone thinks about, um, <laughs> right. This is the groundhog day. I the same thing. Um, 
And you're not going to move. You're going to stay in Asbury. Of course. I would but, never leave Asbury. Uh, well, that's what everybody thinks. NPR podcasters, millionaires. That's the, Those two words go together. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe I'll be there first. Oh, oh yeah. I mean, that's um, exactly. I'm waiting. Hey, NPR, I'm waiting and, and willing to do whatever needs to get done. But anyway, so I'm listening Brian to Brian Lahren at WMAC is like, I'd like to move into 1101. Um. So I'm listening to podcasts, figuring out what, you know, what I like about them. And or do you listen to a lot of podcasts? I do. Okay. So I'm listening to, to uh, a podcast called Diking Out, which is a okay. lesbian podcast. And mm. then another podcast called Lesing Out. So uh, do they, do those, for the they record, know each I other? I think we need more lesbian content in our podcast <laughs> because those yeah. are great podcasts and they talk about lesbians all the time. But do, like, do those two groups of people know each other? No. So no, one's New York, one's California. Oh, well, I Ish. guess that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but they analyze movies that they think are gay. So, for example, I'm sure neither one of you saw the movie Hustler with Jennifer Lopez. No. Oh, did you? Unpaid Ed. Okay, how lesbian was Ramona and... Uh, yeah, oh my God. Maybe we do have to get it. It was as lesbian as lesbian okay, gets. Without have not. Seen have you seen the movie? Jennifer Lopez, it. it's a bunch of prostitutes who basically rip off guys, which strippers. is to- strippers. I'm sorry. Oh my God. Oh my God. Totally strippers, not prostitutes at all. Um, but the two Exotic women characters dancers. are hopelessly in love with each other mm. every second of the day, so much that one Jennifer Lopez opens her fur coat and tells the other one to climb in which I just have never heard straight people ever do to one another before. Or perhaps that's good. That's good. Nice Joe and Ed do it. Anyway, I digress. I think we should have more lesbian content. I'm marking that off my to-do, to-do list. Well, Amy, how was your week? And then maybe Yvonne, how was your week? Because as council yeah, people, how was, what, my week? How, how was it on the council this week? Nice and calm? No, no, no drama? So I didn't go because I think everybody knows we were celebrating Heather's birthday. So for 10 nights, we went out to dinner and I ate and drank excessively and probably put on some weight. For 10 nights? 10 nights. Heather's birthday is longer than... Yeah, you know, and Yvonne knows her. She didn't want to party, right? She (laughs) just wanted like... So she wanted the moms. She wanted the Santander crew. Okay. She wanted, um, you know, friends. Her sister... She's a twin. Her sister came down with all her family. You guys got tattoos? They got tattoos. They got tattoos? Yeah, Ninth Wave. So we want to give a big shout out to Ninth Wave. The tattoos are absolutely amazing. They had a great experience there. Mm -hmm. Um, How was your week? It was quiet. Um, I was here for most of the week. I went into New York to see some friends, have some dinner, and then back here. And council meeting, you should have been there. You told it me. was quiet. It was like 25 minutes long. It, we when were, I'm there, it's never 25 goddamn fucking minutes long. We were finished by 7.25 and starting at 7 o'clock. <sighs> impossible wow. yeah maybe it was because you weren't there maybe it was <laughs> maybe everyone... i should never show up to any <laughs> right. council meeting again and they'll Do all tri- be out by 7 30 was this attributable to fear of the coronavirus everyone stayed home i don't know <sighs> although we are fearful of the coronavirus yes, and preparing for it you know that, we, yeah. we're like ultra pre- yeah. preparing yeah. for it okay okay i digress okay yvonne we always start with um how you got to esbury park although interestingly you may be our only guest born and raised first you might be our only born and raised guest. Wrong. Not born and raised. <laughs> Not born. Not born. Born in New York. Oh. Um, at the time that my mom was pregnant, my father was in the service. My grandmother lived in New York, so my mom went and stayed with her until afterward. And I and we came back to Long Branch, and I lived in Long Branch for a couple of years before we moved to Asbury Park. And your sister remained in Long Branch. And my sister remained in Long Branch. So, but... 
Asbury Park, Bangs Avenue School, Bond Street School that doesn't exist anymore, and a graduate of Asbury Park High School. Wow. APHS. Yeah. So you graduate Asbury Park High School, and you're like, I got to get out of Dodge. Yeah, I got to go to college, and plus I need to leave town. You know, small town, I want to go see what the world is like, so I go to Ohio. And oh, interesting the, move there. Yeah, Ohio, Central State University in another small town. Um, well, I have a question about that. Uh, were you a member of the Central State Marching Marauders? No. Okay. Uh, but uh, I was there. I but, was cheering them on. Okay. And what are they? That is the uh, tremendous marching band of Central State of University Central in Ohio. State University. Oh, okay, okay. And who, uh, whom David Chappelle invited to Brooklyn for his famous. Um, That's right. You know, so when I saw the, it, I was like, The block party. Yeah. Brooklyn block party. You know, because he lives there near them, and he's <laughs> like, when <laughs> he drove over, he's like, Can I borrow your band? You know, <laughs> let's go to New York. And I think that was great. And everybody said, Yes. Yeah. He's, a, he's in Yellow Springs, three miles away. Yeah. Um, that was the home of Antioch University. Uh-huh. which was just a wonderful liberal arts school. Um, when I was there, they were the ones that were always out protesting, and then they'd mm. come and say, come protest with us, and, mm. and we would. Yeah, okay. Oh, wow. Well, and Central, St- um, Central State is an HBCU. HBCU. Right. Very proud of that. Historically black college and university. Oh, okay. One of the, oh, oh, nice. Which are I these? I know nothing about Ohio or its colleges. Mm-hmm. No, so we're one of the, the traditional HBCUs, historically black colleges and universities. And you graduated from there. Graduated from there and came home for two weeks and moved to New York. Found an apartment. Didn't have a job. My dad loaned me the money to pay my first month's rent. And my best friend who lived around the corner from us on Madison Avenue was my roommate. Because we always said when we grew up, we were going to move to New York and be roommates and have this wonderful life in the city. And about what year was that? Approximately. Yeah. How dare you? <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, part of the reason I'm saying that is because every kid, I think, honest. So I grew up in the 90s being like, I'm never going to stay here. I'm going to move to New York with my best friend and we're going to have that amazing life as well. So I just feel like every, I don't know if it's every little girl, I don't know if little boys feel that way, but every little girl's like, I got to get out of here and go to New York. And it was the best. It was the best. We loved living in the city. Um, we lived. We lived in a furnished apartment on East 89th Street that was a hundred and seventy dollars a month. Oh my wow. god! Rent controlled. Uh, rent stabilized. Rent stabilized. And mm-hmm. we had uh, the smallest bathroom in the world. You had to walk in and then close the door. You couldn't just close the door. And our kitchen wasn't a real kitchen. The, as you went down a long hallway, our ki- the hallway got a little wider. And that was the kitchen with the smallest refrigerator you've ever seen in your life. And our, we, had, we shared a bedroom. We had twin beds a table for our cosmetics and a pole lamp. And that was the only room we had. That sounds awesome. That does sound awesome. So that is the dream, right? Right. So I moved to New York. It's a mess. I had to drop out of college and come home within a semester. But your experience is the experience I wanted to have in New York. 
Oh, and it was great. And I was a social worker at the time. So I worked for the city of New York and in East Harlem. And they said, your address is Park Avenue. And all I could think of was, I'm going to be working on Park Avenue. (laughs) So the day before I was supposed to start, I took the bus, because I didn't want to be late my first day. So I took the bus up Park Avenue, trying to make sure I knew exactly where I was going. And it kept going (laughs) and going and going. And finally, the bus stopped at 125th Street and had to get up and walk. And now I'm walking underneath the L and... I didn't know that Park Avenue went up to 132nd Street. Oh, and wow. And that's where my office was. Now, is that the fancy part of Park Ave or no? That is not. That is God, not. no. Okay. No, yeah, no, 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 no. Huh. Yeah, the, the fancy part of Park Ave is, it's a part no one really wants to go to, though. Like, is it, there's no, like, you know, this yeah. big. And the, is this, because I have to bring up the circus, is this before the Circus Soleil? Oh, Circus Soleil was when I retired. Oh, yeah. okay. Well, we'll get to that Wait, then because yeah. we're going to do. Hold on to that because that. I know like, there's so much to be said about that. <laughs> that is like super fascinating, and you don't know this because she has long sleeve shirts on. But um, ter- Linda Hamilton, Terminator arms. The uh-huh. Vaughn like the most jacked council person. Hands down, unequivocally, <laughs> unequivocally. <laughs> Only arms, and they say, and they say that that's muscle memory because I haven't worked. For a <laughs> but Linda uh, Hamilton arms people to um, our to our couple of listeners. Right. Holy shit! So you know, Belmar's got nothing. You know, but that's from Dragon Boat Racing. Wait, I don't even know what Dragon Boat Racing really? is. Yeah, what? Where? This is why I only wrote down like four questions for Yvonne because I was like, <laughs> we don't need a lot of questions. So where? Uh, where, super where so, yeah, life. where did you pick up Dragon Boat Racing? In New York City, uh-huh. um, out where. The what is that? Um, Up by the, the, the LaGuardia, the where LaGuardia is, that's where we trained yeah. in the water. But what actually is dragon boat racing? Oh, dragon boat racing is. Have you ever seen the beginning of Hawaii Five O and the guys are out in the boat and they're paddling? That's in it. Those are dragon I'm boats. I'm googling it right and now. And in okay. the front, and in the front of the boat, there's a drummer that beats the cadence and tells you how fast you're supposed to go. And in the back, there's one person that steers. And the boat holds 20, and you're either a left paddler or a right paddler. I was a left paddler. And in fact, I had the opportunity to go to the World Games, one World Games, and I have two bronze medals. I know. There's so much here. There's so much. Oh, thank you, showing me a picture. So first, I have to just say. Oh, yeah. One, you also should have brought the bronze, so we can. We could see oh, that. But I have pictures. At some point you have to get us. <laughs> I have the medals. Does any other town council in New Jersey have bronze medal winners on their? Uh, <laughs> I'm pretty sure we do. I'm I sure mean, nobody does. Could, yeah, in dragon boat racing, so you know. And and did you like see it one day and you were like, oh, no. I think I want to do this. Well, the other part is, I was on the board of the Chinatown YMCA, and yeah. it's primarily an Asian sport. And they said, you want to come out and dragon boat? And I didn't know what it was. And I just said, okay. Wow. <laughs> and I showed up. And that's when I found out we're supposed to get in a boat with water and all of that. But it is a great sport. It's cardio. It's everything you want to do when you're sitting down. And you're with other people. So it's not all on you. And, and if you don't show up, you're letting the whole team down. So it makes sure that you continue to come out. And it's a great sport. Loved it. I would love to see Dragon Boat out here in Deal Lake, Sunset. So Totally. 
Oh, super, super. You hit the bridge, though. <laughs> yeah, or get well, you, you some sort of virus ocean. from Deal Lake. Mm, yeah, it's a little, it's a I'm not doing it, it yeah, in yeah. the ocean. And how long did you do that for? Uh, four years. Wow. I was uh, I was a member of the Wall Street Dragons team. Oh my goodness! I my goodness! Didn't work on Wall Street, but that and was I've the team. I've known Yvonne for years, and I vaguely knew that. I think because we we do bios, you know, we run for office, and every time she sends me a new bio, I'm like, that is not on your bio on your council page. No. You Maybe we should add it this year. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So I, I I can appreciate that. I was on the crew team for Rutgers University for about six months. I was on the bowling team in high I was school. Too short. You know, but I would practice with them, and it's the hardest workout I had ever done in my life. Is the rowing? Oh, um, you would throw bowling up, was hard too. Would throw up pretty bowling. Would throw up quite regularly after the workouts. It was sort of normal. It's like they're like, "Oh, Victor, you it looks like you put a good effort in." You know, but everyone was six, 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 seven. And I'm, I'm not. So, oh, well, this was a team of because you're ne- like you're like kneeling. Yeah, that's this. great. And it was a team of youth and uh-huh. olders and middle. It was just a great, great team. So the team that I was on with the bronze medals was called the, I can't remember, but we were the over 50 group. If you're in the world games, there must be video evidence of this then that we could, we can go find. Oh, we um, should totally go find all it. Right. Yeah. Maybe. Unpaid intern that. Ed. Okay. Or any of our listeners who's on it. Cause you know, Kath- Kathleen, whenever we ask people to do it, Kathleen Muma sends us Wait, whatever okay. it is. She, she yeah. found Nancy McKeon. Oh, really? Who's apparently straight, which is so odd to me oh. on our one of our other episodes. Yeah. Anyway, I digress. Okay, so you're in New York. You eventually come back to Asbury Park. Yep, I came back to Asbury Park, and we came back 11 years ago. Oh, wow. Is it that many? Okay. Yeah. And back to your own home. I live in the same house I grew up in. We never sold it. My parents, even after my parents um, passed away, held on to the house. And uh, we rented it for a while. Didn't work out well. And then um, we came back, did some renovation, and said it's our summer house. And then one day my husband said, you know, Asbury Park is really coming back. I think we should move. I think we should go back. And I'm like, are you serious? (laughs) And he convinced me, and we did. And you sold your your place in New York and came back. And he was right, and I was wrong. Hmm. Um, so one interesting story, uh, well, Yvonne has tons of interesting stories, but when you were coming back on the weekends, you were going not to the Asbury Park Beach, to the Belmar Beach. Oh, we never went to the Asbury Park Beach. Um, from the time I was a kid, Asbury Park was not welcoming to African Americans and Belmar always was. So I don't know anyone African American that ever went to the Asbury Park Beach. And even when you first moved here, you continued to go to the Belmar Beach. Uh, yeah, that's because that part of me was still here, and I just did not feel comfortable going to the Asbury Park Beach. And my husband was like, why are we going driving all the way to Belmar? Asbury Park has a beautiful beach. And I would go, because. And he'd say, Yvonne, that doesn't make any sense. And I said, it's just part of we've never done that. It doesn't feel right. Well, I, you know, I think that's an interesting point that maybe we should have an episode about, like, you know, what do we mean specifically when it says not welcoming? Asbury does not have a good history about this. Like, Yeah, know. well, when my parents first came here, it was the beach between Asbury Park and Ocean Grove mm-hmm. was the Black Beach. Mm-hmm. And that's where you were supposed to go. And that was by statute, right? That was a legally... 
I, I think so. I can't. I read that in a book, and I, I haven't. I have to. I wanted to look that up. So I, I, I've sort of stored that fact in my head that is a shocking thing. But culturally, or either culturally by statute, that mm-hmm. is a sort of a, a de, it's a de facto yeah. segregation. And if you, in, I know it doesn't sound reasonable, but it's ingrained. There's a piece of you that goes, uh, not gonna do that. And who knew Belmar was so inclusive? Like that is also shocking to yeah. me. Well, Belmar had a large. African-American population. A number of people had summer homes there. My, my, um, my relatives used to come down to visit their friends. Yep. And, and, that, and it was comfortable. Kudos S- to Belmar. And it was a great beach. And you, we would go out. Um, oh, we would come down on Saturday morning or Friday night. And I'll be on the beach at 8 o'clock in the morning, camping out, spreading out blankets because we knew that our whole crew was going to be coming down later on. And then it was also a great place because all the college students would come down. And those who didn't want to pay would wait till 5 o'clock, and then the party would begin. And that still exists, exists to this day, really, the, the 5 o'clock people getting on. Well, when I first moved down here... Uh, before uh, my job got a little more complicated, I would o- yeah, I'd get home. I would come home from work and then go to the beach. So I was part of this here in Asbury. They like the six p.m. and later people in the summer is the best mm-hmm. time to go swimming. I, I think it's harder to do that now because of the drownings. I don't know if you guys police it more. Really, we police five to six, and mm-hmm. then still yeah. have we try to have people going, just pulling people out of the water. Yeah, yeah. But Knockwood, I, we haven't had a drowning recently. That's my favorite. I, used, I mean, just swimming in the ocean when there's nobody there was is just the best. Mm-hmm. You know. And what was your favorite thing to do as a kid in Asbury? Oh, <laughs> you're not going to believe this. Walk down Springwood Avenue. Okay. Because it was so wonderful. You'd always run into somebody that you knew. And, and you describe Springwood Ave for us. Springwood Avenue was busy because there were stores and there was music. And there was music coming, and that gets me to 8 p.m. There was music coming out of every place and then there were the clubs and they'd have their doors open and you could hear live musicians playing so my friends and I for our entertainment was we'd walk from one end of Springwood to the other and then back again (laughs) and and Saturday nights there were dances at the St. Peter Claver Halls on the second floor the corner of I think that's DeWitt in Springwood. And the dances lasted, say, from 7 to 11. And then you'd walk home again. And that's over where, um, isn't there a, a, a church center there now, like where the, the, the yeah. Mercy School is? The, exactly, yeah, exactly. Uh-huh. Where the Mercy School is, that's where the hall was. Right. And then, well, this is going to lead me to APM. Tell us, tell us, tell us about APM, who's involved in it, what the mission is. Okay, APM is Asbury Park African American Musical Heritage Project. I know, long name, APM. And our goal is to educate both our youth and anybody about the musical heritage of Springwood Avenue because it has a strong musical heritage. Unfortunately, most of, that ha- most of that's been lost when we had the civil disobedience in the 70s. The buildings, most of the buildings are gone. Now, were you here in the 70s when this was happening? I, I was here. It was 4th of rise. July weekend, and then I was sitting on the front porch. I didn't realize anything was going on until um, some friends came by and said, oh, you got to go look and see what's going on on Springwood Avenue. And we walked over and watched 
folks breaking into things and the police um, doing walking down Springwood Avenue in a wedge. So you initially didn't realize anything was up because the, the, sometimes a little bit of the story is describing is there was unrest days prior. You know, I've only ever read about it because I, yeah. I, I came maybe 20 years ago, but um, there was some unrest prior and that, but, and you, you, how old were you about that time? I was 20. Okay. So, so you, you walk over to Springwood Ave. It's we not well. Walked over to Springwood Avenue and could not believe what was going on and that there was just chaos. It, it was craziness. And that lasted a few days. It did. And they, the, the train stopped coming. They would just bypass Asbury Park. And there were police everywhere. And, and then this, the state police and National Guard. It was, it was a really ugly time. And it was sad. Right. It was sad because families were burned out. Businesses were lost. And primarily, it was a place where Black people had jobs and they had businesses. What you can name a business from the shoe repair to the cleaners, they were all there. All the services that you needed. A department store, Fisher's department store, there was the meat markets, the vegetable stands, the newspaper stands, the photography studio, Knuckles Electronics, and my own my personal favorite was Bunsen Carter's pharmacy that had an old fashioned um, fountain and you could go and sit in there and my, and one of my not fondest memories, but one of my memories is the first time I had a hangover. <laughs> I was I was walking down the street and I guess I looked not like I had a hangover mm. and ran into someone that said, "Come on!" They took me into Bunsen Carter. We sat at the soda fountain and they ordered an Alka Seltzer for me. <laughs> That's hysterical. <laughs> so, that is too funny. Well, I, that I think we should. Um, I think down the road we'd like to have um, an episode, you know, talking about that week but it was really represents when you talk about sad it's sort of a destruction of like a middle african-american middle-class base in asbury park exactly you know? uh -huh. exactly we everything was there i think uh there was there's still one funeral home but there were two funeral homes there were just all the services you could need and, and the doctors were all the doctors lived here the attorneys lived here and a and AP Amp kind of is here to, to to talk about some of those places and those stories and those experiences. Yes, um, the, the the places are gone, but the cultural heritage is still here. And if you weren't here in the '70s, you would probably would not have any idea that this was a place. And it was also a place because Asbury Park and Springwood Avenue was known as the like the jewel of the Jersey Shore for the African-American community. It was a place you could go and enjoy. And you'd, you'd go to the beach in Belmar, but you'd hang out in Asbury Park. And when we talk about the music, we're not talking about, you know, Bob's local wedding band, right? So we're oh. talking, you know, Cab Calloway. Duke right? Ellington. Right. You know, Lena Horne. Mm -hmm. uh, Billy Holiday. <laughs> well, the first, I was going to break up Billy Holiday because the first time I had any inkling of Springwood Avenue, having you know, I've been here um, twelve years, but I was always in and around Asbury Park when I was younger. I had no idea of the Springwood Avenue scene. I was watching a documentary about the trumpeter Lee Morgan, mm -hmm. and they're talking to Wayne Shorter, who's from Newark, in um, in 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 the in the documentary, and they're like, "Well, we were coming over to Newark to you know 
for this show, but then Billie Holiday was playing in Asbury Park, so the plan was to go down and see it. And so I, I was literally in my apartment in the Santa, and I sat straight up like, what? Where did Billie Holiday play in Asbury Park? And Springwood Avenue. Springwood Avenue. And what would happen is frequently acts would be hired to come and play on the beach. And they would, but when it was over, they would go to Springwood Avenue to jam. And because we we're located between New York and Philadelphia, we were on the circuit. Was, and you know, if you're going to Atlantic City to play, it's easy to stop off in Asbury Park. So it was, it was great not only for local musicians and other musicians, everybody had a chance to come together. If you get an opportunity to go on YouTube, we have a couple of videos called Down the Avenue, and some of our local musicians talk about what it was like to play, and when you take a break, you'd leave one place and go, some, go hear who was playing next door, and you would, that would just be this whole circuit. And tell us who's a part of APM. Okay, APM, I would say Jen Souter. Jen Souter, who of course lives here, is a landscape architect and was on the library board. And that's how it all started. The library board had an opportunity to get a grant to look at music at Nasbury Park. And she brought it to me, and I joined her, and Kathleen Melgar who is the assistant director at the library, is the third party. And then Melissa Keeling. Melissa is fairly new to Asbury, but she is a very, very talented musician. She plays an electronic flute, and she's great. So you can go to YouTube and you can hear her play. And she's also an educator, so she teaches in the local school. And the last member of the group is Charles Trott. And Charles, if you know him, is an artist and an, also an educator. So we're the core group. Charles and Trotz, also on the Public Art Commission, which I talk about a lot on this podcast. Charles, I've met a couple times. He's a great guy. Yeah. yeah. And, and monthly, and every time there is a, a month like Women's History Month, Black History Month, he puts on presentations at the library. And if you haven't had an opportunity to be there, I would strongly suggest you go. Yeah, he does a great job. So APM kind of tapes and tells the story from many yeah. of the, the musicians who are, who, who are still active or yeah. still around. So we started doing oral histories. And, and we started with the oldest members of the musicians that we could find. And I'm so glad we did. And what 2018, the city had a chance to honor three of those musicians. The youngest was 90 years old. Right. And tonight, so I will say um, one of my favorite of those musicians is J.T. Bowen. And everybody to our four listeners knows that I don't know anything about music. Um, but I happened to see him at a, at the Christmas show, not this year, but this year and last year. Right. And oh, my God, he like takes the house down. And I he's, mean, he's just so passionate, so amazing. And he's playing tonight at McClune's. Yeah, and so. he's got to be in his 80s, right? I would think so. Yeah. And he started out playing with uh, Clarence Clemens and Bruce Springsteen, and that's how he got his name, which is another thing. Bruce will admit that the Springwood Avenue sound influenced his sound. Well, 100%. He mentions that often, and I was struck by something you said earlier. You know, Bruce often talks about the loop, right? The, um, mm -hmm. the music scene 
along the um, along the beach where you could drive around in the right. loop and see all the music clubs there. So there was a, you know, and given the nature of Asbury Park at the time, that seemed to be like a white loop, right? Yes. And then Springwood Avenue had its own loop, you know, as you're walking up and down. Right? You could just, you could start, there was Madonna's, there was a bar, Madonna's bar, and then there was the Orchid Lounge, and all the way up Springwood to Big Bill's, and further into Neptune was the Redwood, and oh, I can't remember who played can't remember the musicians' names, but wonderful, wonderful musicians. And at that time, the Redwood was like this place that I always thought was going to fall down. But you would just love to go in there because the sounds were great. And Sammy Pugh was the musician that played organ there. And uh, Frank Heppenstall was the person that played at the Turf Club. And that brings me to something else. The Turf Club is the last standing music venue on Springwood Avenue. And part of AP Amp's charge is we're going to try to save that building and recreate it and bring it something that both is community-based and a music-based and a museum. And that's over by the park, right? The Springwood Avenue? Yeah, yes, yeah. basically yeah. across the street. kind of Diagonally corner. across the street from the park. And it's boarded up right now, or is there something in there? It's boarded-ish. It's yeah. kind boarded. of. <laughs> right, we'll don't call code, Jesus ha- Christ. <laughs> doesn't have a roof. <laughs> well, um, yeah. but the four and walls if, are there. As if that doesn't eat up a ton of your time, you're also um, on the Esbury Park City Council. Yes. Yes. And that's just, what a gift. So I feel the same way. A lot of people say to me, oh, people have think it must be awful and there are times when it is awful let me let me be clear especially when we've had a shooting and we have to go to families or there are times when it's awful or there's a really um volatile short-term rentals or volatile Mm -hmm. policy call that we're making but i really feel like 90 percent of the time it is wonderful and rewarding it's a gift um for me I never had any aspirations to be involved in politics or on a city council or any of those things. And shortly after moving back to Asbury Park, uh, my husband passed away and I was like kind of at loose ends and didn't know what am I going to do with myself. So I joined the Homeowners Association and started going to city council meetings and also started complaining about my street wasn't getting cleaned. And, and all politics is personal. It was so I have to tell the. This is a story Yvonne knows I tell all the time. But John Moore and I ran for office in 2013, and no, we put a ticket together, and quite frankly, nobody thought we would win, um, and we did, uh, or a majority of us did. Um, and there was uh, arguably some drama um, with that with that um, election or with that. Um, there was just some drama at Asbury, or, or as we like to say, Asbury has a fuck-up factor. So there was a <laughs> fuck-up factor with that. And so the city in the bylaws. passed a referendum to change the form of government, which then required John and I to run again, put a ticket together and run again within a year. So in 2013, we ran, and then in 2014, we ran. So once we had won, um, when nobody thinks you'll win, then people don't, don't really bother. But once you've won, people are like, I want to get on that ticket, I want to get on that ticket. And um, Yvonne was the only person that we sat down with who was like, I don't care if I'm on the ticket or not. I think you guys are doing a good job, so I want to help. And then we were like, 
well, you're on the ticket. <laughs> you're on the ticket. You are exactly who we wanted the ticket. So, um, so that just goes to show that um, something. Yeah, right. that you're a wonderful <laughs> person who was like, I don't really care. I don't really care if I'm on your ticket or not. I want to help. Um, which immediately got you on the ticket. So I have a question uh, from your uh, bio and related to the council, right? So on your on your council bio, you indicate that one of your policy interests is revitalization of the southwest side. And so what does re- revitalization mean to someone who was from Asbury Park as opposed to ideas of, quote, Asbury coming back that we hear <coughs> expressed by, like, um, tourists or realty speculators, right? So what's, what, what, are we, what, what do you envision revitalization being? To me, revitalization of Springwood Avenue would mean being, seeing people on the street, businesses, and that's the one area we really need to spend more time on, and that's getting the services and the businesses back. But I'm happy. One of the proudest days I've had in the city was when we broke ground and cut ribbons on the park. And that's the Springwood the, Avenue Park. The Springwood right? Avenue Park, and then the Michaels Project, because it meant an opportunity for people to come back to the city and come back to to the west side. Mm-hmm. Not only those who live there, and and the park, I think, is one of the reasons that a lot of a lot of Asbury Park who've never been to the West Side decided to come for mm-hmm. Music Mondays. Right. And it, it and, and it creates were, community. Yeah. Right. And those were ne- neither the Renaissance, um, Springwood Ave Park mm-hmm. and quite frankly Boston Way were easy projects that were done in six months. Those were projects that hit roadblock after roadblock, either in terms of funding, in terms of, you know, trying to put the Springwood Ave Park together and then another election. And when, you know, so everything kind of gets delayed until, you know, you get back in. And and those were three projects that I'm also extremely proud of, but projects that, you know, had some start and stops and and really required... But a they make a difference. They absolutely made absolutely make a difference. Yvonne, you mentioned the Michaels project. Is yes, that that's said? the Renaissance. Okay, so for those who affordable, know, our listeners affordable. Who don't know. Oh mm-hmm. yeah, we have we have a couple listeners in Province. Maybe. Maybe one, one yeah. or two. Yeah, there's rumors of people beyond Monmouth County who have listened to us. Yes. Um, so the Renaissance is a 64 unit affordable, Six, 64 ish. 64. Uh, affordable housing on Springwood Ave and Boston Way is about 130. Yeah, I think 120, 130, 130. Um, also affordable housing. Um, the only housing that Springwood Ave has seen in 50 years since 1970. So really, very, very proud of that. We still have work to do, but um, it's a start. It's Would you say that's the thing you're the most proud of? It is. Me too. I, so it I is. feel like the affordability of Asbury, and we talked a little bit about this with Dan Jacobson, the affordability of Asbury is getting harder and harder for people. And those, and I think that this council spends a, a whole oh. lot of time figuring out how we how we deal with that and ways that we can, you know, what people I think don't know about being on the council is the only way we can deal with stuff is passing policy, yes. right? Um, I don't get to... Ch- check everybody's card who moves in and make sure they're decent people as much as I would I would love to do that and if there was a policy that allowed yeah. so we're just to trying to create a balance yeah. and so that we don't want to tell people you can't come here because you have too much money right. we don't want to say you can't live here because you don't have enough mm-hmm. right the, the latter is more like right, <laughs> right. <laughs> and and creating policies to to ensure that whether it's an art district or artist housing or affordable housing or you know we had a conversation about um, I just had a conversation with somebody about um, like staff 
staff workforce housing, you know, mm-hmm. people who work in town that can live. Mm-hmm. Um, but our ability to do it is essentially uh, through limited. Um, yeah, it's policy. Um, but we have a great council. And I love everybody we're on the council with. I, I, yeah. I can't complain about anyone. We're a good I balance. can always complain about more. But other than that. I mean, why not? Why not? Um, and I kid because I talk to more 17 times a day. Um, if you had to say who cursed more, me or more, who would you say? Well, you know, initially I would have said it was more. But through but the I'm years, you, you, you're, you've raised you. the banner. All right. If more <laughs> listens to this podcast, I tell him I won. Um, we're going to do a couple of fun questions and then maybe go back to sure. some council on AP Amp ones. Mm-hmm. What's your favorite movie, Yvonne? And this stumps every single person we ask. So if you are another person that's like... The way we were. Whoa. Oh, look wow. at you. There wasn't even a hesitation on that one. I never hesitate either, but I... Patricia, who knew this question... Oh, we... Okay, we have to move a little bit faster. Patricia, who knew this question was coming, again, was like pausing on it a little bit. Mm-hmm. And she knew it was coming down the pike. Yeah. I never pause either. Speaking of lesbian content, everybody knows mine's bound. My mother loved that movie, the way we were. I and I don't know. It <laughs> she, used to, she used to make us watch it. it was on TV. And was, you know, which is a tragic story. I'm like, oh, you just remember. It makes me cry every yeah. time. And I think there's something. It's just a silly story, but I was going out with this guy at the time, uh-huh. and we were in the was process. It <laughs> we were in the process of you know you know when you're starting to break up. And you know you're breaking up, but you don't want to say, I don't want to be the first to say goodbye. Yeah. We went to see this film. We came out, and because of the story, I started to cry on, and we're in Times Square, and I'm standing there crying, and he's consoling me. And all these people are walking by looking at him like, what did you do to her? (laughs) (laughs) So... But the the film was and always. And then did you break up with, with him me. after that? Yes, we did. Okay. <laughs> you were like, I'm sorry, but goodbye. <laughs> Thank you. Thanks for the tissues. <laughs> I got places movie. to go and the people to see, honey. Thanks for the movie and the popcorn, but I gotta go. <laughs> All right, favorite movie. We did that. Oh, I'm sorry. Favorite TV show. <laughs> favorite TV show. What's your favorite TV show? Oh, is that one pausing for that's, you? That's that's a hard one. Favorite okay. TV show. I don't know if anyone has one anymore. I guess not. Maybe with streaming, it's kind of <laughs> weird too to. I'm binging Blackish from the beginning because yeah. that show makes Lowry episode. I just finished the Aaron Hernandez documentary. Oh. Did you watch that? I feel like you and I could have a nice life, Ed, yeah. because we yeah. like a lot of the same stuff. Oh, Grace and Frankie right now. Yeah, that yeah. is cute. That's a super cute show. Um, so I just FYI, I knew no, I know nothing about football, and I knew nothing about Aaron Hernandez, but. And I knew very little about CTE, the, mm-hmm. the thing that, that, that um, football players get that makes them right. potentially go nuts. Um, so that was a super, super fascinating documentary to me. Um, I can't watch stuff. I, you know, I had three whopping concussions playing high school. So I'm they like, don't want to. Yeah. Uh, favorite Ooh. book, Yvonne? Oh, my God. Favorite book. I read so many. Oh, wow. I don't read that. I, yeah, well, I read I, one I, book a month for book club. No, I love to read. I can't even, I can't even think. Favorite musician? Oh, my favorite musician is going to be. We're stressing Yvonne out. No, the, no, the no. Listeners no. can't I, hear. I know who my favorite musician out. is. What's going on? Um, oh, no, no. I, I'm, I'm having Marvin a s- Marvin Gaye. Marvin Gaye. Gay. Got it. You know what? Yeah, A plus. So, you can stay. That's a that's a good show. <laughs> <laughs> can no arguments here? No, no lies detected. All right. Um, I got. I have to. I meant to put in assless chaps for Patricia, and I forgot again. Okay. Um, you, have you noticed a decrease in the number of <laughs> assless chaps at our Esbury Park Pride event? 
Have I noticed a, a decrease? In the number of people wearing assless chaps at our Pride events. Oh, yes. Me too. Yes. Me too. I'm heartbroken about that. And I have not been to New York City's Pride in years. Are people still wearing assless chaps there? Oh, definitely. Oh, New York's <laughs> kicking our ass, assless chaps. New York is kicking our ass. Maybe the council could develop a policy. Maybe we could develop a policy. That's a good idea. All right. I'm, I've hit most of my questions. The one thing I think you have to tell our listeners is um, Circus Soleil. Yeah, because I feel like I was going to come back. Like we kind of skipped that. It's like, oh, yeah, yeah you're yeah, in yeah. Circus Soleil, but let's so talk about the dragon boat. So what did you do in Cir- 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 Circus Soleil? Oh, I've always loved Cirque du Soleil. So when I retired, they were coming to New York, and I went online and I applied for a job, and they hired me. I worked in the tent. No, not not the Turk Circus tent. Right. In the VIP tent. Okay. Where you did a little, little of everything. I sold product so you weren't doing I, I made i made popcorn <laughs> and my favorite was just before it was showtime we had little instruments we would play our instruments and i'd go and it's showtime <laughs> that's amazing <laughs> oh can you bring that to count next council meeting yo <laughs> well that's amazing i, I had no a, idea it was a summer job i've never seen cirque du soleil i didn't so i didn't know how a cirque du soleil event works but that's very interesting it was a summer job in oh. jersey city in jersey city yeah out ah. at the park oh wow was that the uh, liberty uh, liberty um, park because uh, they set up the tents and yeah. it was great wow is it oh so not not handstands and trapeze. Work. No, no. Mm. So it's all very disappointing now. I wasn't. The, I wasn't. The <laughs> that story didn't live up to what we I'm thought yes. it was, Yvonne. So sorry. Why'd you come back to that okay. question? I'm like, I'll go. Let me think of a better story. Yeah, that's, yeah. A, that's okay. Well, better than the bronze medals in the World Games? I mean, you know, true. True. Yeah. That, that was actually a, that was a kicker. Yeah. But we, I know, unpaid intern Ed is. Um, Words is bookstore has ca- to open. Ca- yeah, is. Um, um, I was going to say cast. cast Un- Castrating? Unpaid intern Ed is letting me know that time's almost up. Mm. And by time's almost up, we're three minutes over time. We're three minutes over time and you know, words have to open. So yeah, we want to thank you for coming out. Maybe well, we can figure fun. out a microphone with all the APM people. I think we should do an APM point. social. Yeah. I think we should call George Benson and interview him because he plays Oh, Spring yeah, Wood. he did. Do you, you know, know who I'm getting on the show? I'm going to get Leisha Cassandra, who are, quite frankly, really the women who run the city. Okay. So they're coming on. Great. Right. And then I'm going to get T. Because T runs the Asbury Park Fire Department. Right. Uh, Basically, women run everything in Asbury. Mm -hmm. So we... Yeah, we, we have dis- a majority on everything. We discussed that last week. And I was yeah. Like, yeah. You know, why com- you know, and why I, replace such bad decision making with proper <laughs> policymakers? And and then I want the women from um, AP Rising who was speaking oh. as we talked about the 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 riots in, oh, in Springwood Avenue yeah, Rising. The, the Springwood Avenue Rising. By the way, I want to clarify my my joke came out the, the wrong way, but the joke was like pri- previous the women taking these positions they're the current no so. nobody remembers joe that that I just know. is weird okay, <laughs> thank you yvonne for coming thank thanks you. for doing the podcast thank this you. this was i'm fun. trying to get john moore to do it but he doesn't know what a podcast is and tells me to go fuck myself <laughs> which we can come to his house we could come to his house oh yeah we could come to his house he's texting me right now is he yeah hey, tell him we're coming over okay <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. And we'll see you in two weeks with our other guests that I I can't name guests because every time I name a guest, they cancel. And or we cancel. So also look up Asbury Amp on YouTube.
Yes. What are your handles? Asbury Amp. Okay. As- Asbury, Asbury Amp. Amp. A- Just Google Asbury Amp. A- yeah. Go A P A A M P H. Uh, and they're anywhere. on Instagram and Facebook. But and you're not on Instagram, Yvonne. And I keep telling you I need you to be on Instagram because this is only on Instagram, this podcast. And by podcast, I can't put it on Facebook because I find Facebook so hard. No, so. it's awful, Facebook. So Oh, it's it's tough, man. It's tough. Okay. Yeah, so again, Facebook, you got to get on Instagram. Facebook bought Instagram and now I'm like, I think I got to leave Instagram. Yeah, but what else is there? I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah, I, it's, yeah. Been, it's been a lot of years. I know, years. I only found out recently, so I was like, okay, shocked. All right. Oh. Okay, all right, all right. later. Okay, bye. okay. bye. Asbury Pod gratefully acknowledges the support of Words, Asbury Park's only independent bookstore, offering new and gently used books for all readers. Words also hosts a range of literary and social events for adults and children. Located on 623 Cookman Avenue, Words is open every day, save Tuesday from noon to 5. Stop by and say hello.